This is Pulse 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All Saturdays, every day. Welcome to the second hour of Life Feeds with me, Sally Musa. Now, this week we are going to be celebrating the International Day of the Girl. And so it was perfect timing that yesterday was the launch of the Girls Do Good book by Jos Dirks. And it's a colourful guide, if you haven't seen it, uh, about changing the world with stories of real-life superheroes. I know that my daughter has got her copy. Uh, she was incredibly excited. We were there at the launch uh, and supporting uh, Jos. Uh, but uh, one of those superheroes who uh, happens to wear a hijab instead of a cape is none other than the first Emirati figure skater, Zahra Lari. She's featured in this book. And we're going to be hearing from her later on in this hour about the boundaries that she's broken and uh, to make sure that other kids, other girls, other boys as well, don't have to go through the same thing and can follow their dreams. And we're going to be hearing from the author herself as well, Eos Jerks, uh, and talking about why she was compelled to write this book. But right now here in the studio, I'm so pleased that we are joined by Akira Jean. She is the founder of the DreamWork Collective who published the Girls Do Good book. Welcome, Kira. Thank you, Sally. It's so great to be here. It's great to have you. Now, um, tell us a bit more about you and the DreamWork Collective. Where does that even come from? You know, this is a, a publishing house that you started yourself yeah. um, coming from Australia, coming from Tasmania here to the UAE. Tell us a bit about you. So it's an interesting story, actually. So I moved here in uh, 2012. Uh, I met my now husband, and, and so I, I stayed here. <laughs> this is my home now. And I wanted to find a way to give back. Um, for me, that was a really uh, clear path to integrate myself into this country, which is now my home. So it started actually around four years ago. Uh, my childhood best friend passed away suddenly and um, the last message she had written to me before she passed away was that she really regretted that she hadn't pursued her personal ambitions and her personal ambitions had to do with writing and publishing. She was an incredibly gifted writer. Uh, through our childhood, we always had these plans of like escaping out of our country town and changing the world in some way. And uh, I always felt that I would do that through speaking and she was always going to do it through writing. But sadly, she passed away and because she hadn't pursued those ambitions, she had been working as a copywriter for other people, for organizations and corporations. She really regretted that. That was one of her biggest regrets. And so when she passed away, so did everything that she'd ever written. None of it was out in the world. And so that really sparked a fire in me to not let that happen to myself. Like between her and I, there was a, a month's difference in uh, between our birthdays and I really had this feeling like that could have been me. And so I went on to write my own book and self-publish uh, around four years ago now. And through that process, I just realized that it's tough <laughs> and that there wasn't a lot of support for writers and particularly new writers and new authors. And so I then spent almost three and a half years learning everything I could about publishing. I have no background in publishing whatsoever. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that nobody else died with a book still inside them. And so I just 
didn't sleep <laughs> for many months and I learned everything I could about publishing traditionally, then self-publishing and what were the options. And then from there, I started hosting workshops in my living room, telling people how to write, why they should do it now, why there's no reason to wait. And then from there, it just became about me then helping people like, okay, well, how about I help you, you know, edit it? And how about I help you, you know, we can find a designer together. And it grew from there. And now it's it's a fully fledged publishing house. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's brilliant. I mean, tell us, take us through some of the books that you've published already. And, um, you know, that, because your focus is very much about diverse voices. It, yes. You know, it should be said that you married an Emirati. Yes. So this is especially close to your heart as uh, something that you want to put out there in the world. And I know that, you know, from looking at some of the, the titles that you've published, <laughs> um, you know, these are books that with stories that need to be told um, from voices that we don't normally hear from. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the gifts. I mean, being married to an Emirati, I've had insight into, you know, people and communities here that I perhaps would not have had insight into. And what I've seen through that is that there's so much talent and so many powerful stories that don't always have the platform or the avenue to get out into the world. And so I just wanted to facilitate that as best as I could. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, it started just with publishing and now it's gone into distribution. And my my goal is to really not only give back to the community here, but to take what talent and what amazing stories we have from this region and share them with the world. Yeah, that's, it's just it's brilliant. It is amazing. But we are talking today about the Girls Do Good book, yes, <laughs> uh, which we're very excited about. Written by Jos Dirks. Tell me about meeting Jos and, and why you decided to get behind this book. Well, actually, Yoss and I worked on a book together last year, and that book was called Tackled, and it was a guide for working with boys and young men. So uh, a lot of people ask us, why are you just doing a book about girls? Uh, but last year, we actually did a book about boys as well. And so Yoss is an incredible person, and she is out there doing her dream work in so many different ways. And for me, when it comes to working with new clients, I really look at two things. The the person themselves, um, as in, you know, are they genuine? Are they here to actually make a positive impact in the lives of other people? Uh, and then the book itself. So how many people can we reach with this book? How many lives can we potentially change? A lot of people always ask me what genre do, does my publishing house actually focus on? And there's no specific genres that we focus on. It's more about impact for us and how how the stories and the books that we see and that come to us, like the one that Yoss came to us with, how impactful could that be for other people? Mm. And so uh, now we've got Girls Do Good, yes, uh, which is incredibly exciting. We're going to be hearing from Yoss in just a moment about why she was compelled to write this book. It is uh, Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. It's Life Beats with me, Sally Moose. I've got Kira Jean in the studio with me. Uh, we are talking this book right here. You can see it on Instagram Live. I'm going to hold it up. Girls Do Good, a colourful guide to changing the world with stories of real-life superheroes. And we met one of them last night uh, or yesterday afternoon. 
Zahra Lari. We're going to be hearing from her. But um, Kira, uh, Yoss, who wrote the book, um, is uh, somebody who is is really fascinating. You know, just um, somebody who has a background in uh, the corporate world, but also is creative. Um, Somebody who's lived in more than 100 countries, visited 100 countries. She is from the Netherlands, I think. Yes. Uh, but born in Brazil. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, diverse. she's incredible. She's, yeah, really amazing. We're going to be hearing from uh, Yoss here. I got to catch up with her uh, yesterday at the launch. Um, and I was just showing you this earlier, um, Kira. So my daughter got the book yesterday, Zainab. Shout out to Zainab. She's at school. She won't hear this, but she'll hear it later. So can you see that? She put a little um, post-it note on the book and she wrote don't forget the book bring back the book mom she loves it i'm so happy she loves it so much girls do good thank you so let's hear a little bit now from yos dirks who dirks who is the author of the book congratulations first of all thank you on the launch of the book um it's beautiful tell us a bit about you because your background is um, so multifaceted um, and kind of how it led to this book and, and really looking at the whole idea of diversity, you know, telling stories of of girls and women um, that we don't often hear about. So tell me a bit more about that. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the opportunity and it's so lovely to meet you and your gorgeous daughter. Zainab is correct, right? Yes. Thank you very much for coming, Zainab. Um, I grew up in a few different countries, so for me, What's always been very important is diverse voices and I've often felt moving between cultures that I didn't always maybe fit in or that I potentially didn't look the way people expected me to look or maybe I said something that I thought would work in one culture and I just I've had a lot of learning experiences given the way that I grew up and that's inspired me to bring stories to the forefront of this incredible and diverse team of real life superheroes and that's exactly what you know what we've done um, there are 11 girls featured in Girls Do Good that changed the world in their very own way. So for us, it wasn't about saying doing good is this, doing good is that. You know, it's about what's your version of good? Does that make a difference for you, for your family, for your community, for the world? It doesn't matter as long as it makes a difference for you. What I really love is at the beginning of the book, you say that girls are usually expected to be good girls. And that's kind of where... Um, that the title comes from doesn't it that you know there's the idea of the quote unquote good girl and it's kind of like we really need to get rid of that idea it it depends on what we do it's about who we are what we do it's not like you know if you're quiet and you you know you don't rock the boat you don't um, you know have a, a, a voice you know you're considered a good girl Thank you, Sally. I appreciate that. You know, it is exactly what we wanted to get across in the book. It's all about your own version of good. And that idea of a good girl or, you know, having to be a certain way, that's that's not relevant. Like, we shouldn't stick to that. We should just say, you know, spread your wings, do what you need to do because the world is your oyster and you can, you know, achieve your goals. So I think what, what we try to do as well in Girls Do Good is we selected girls from all over the world first of all but also just working on different things so whether it's the environment or in sports or helping people it, you know it doesn't it, that part doesn't that doesn't matter it's the fact that they've said this is something that I'm going to change it will change things for the better you know in my eyes and I want to bring that to the world and that's really what a huge inspiration behind the book has been you said that um, the inspiration came in a boardroom I did yes and it did it did it did and 
I, I said it out loud in that board meeting, actually, and the team was like, wow, that sounds like a pretty good idea. What was the meeting about? And then this suddenly came up. <laughs> we were, um, it was for one of my clients that actually works in that space. So we, it was funny because, you know, um, a few months later when I was like, well, we've done it, they were like, wow, that's really cool. You did it. So, you know, it's, I think when you feel something that you feel so passionate about, go for it. Like, make it happen and go for it. Tell me about the girls that you chose for this book. 11 girls, who are they? So we chose 11 girls, but it's, um, of course, they're all incredibly inspiring. But what was really why we, you know, we wanted to bring their stories to the forefront is because we feel that there's something in each story for everyone. So whether you're passionate about the environment or you want to be an inventor or you love coding or you love sports or you love the arts, you love singing, it doesn't matter. There's something in there for everyone. And every every story is as powerful as the next even if it's just thinking about ways that to be happy you know one of the stories we really focused on happiness and what it means to have purpose and i think you know it doesn't matter whether you're 4 14 44 84 always thinking about your purpose is is a lovely thing to do and it's a journey for everyone so for us it yes we want to celebrate the girls and their achievements but also we want people to think about what does the deeper meaning what is the deeper meaning of these incredibly you know world changing uh stories mean to them i know that zara lari is one of the girls who are featured in the book as well tell me about why you know she is really important and why she inspires you zara is amazing i'm so glad she's in girls do good because she just followed her passion and what i really think is so incredible about incredible about zara's story is that you know her main thing is don't let things get in the way of following your dreams and we can hear that again and again, but seeing someone actually say, well, hey, this isn't fair. You know, I don't believe that this should be this way. And then challenging the system. I don't know how old that system is. I mean, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, definitely read more about Zara and Girls Do Good. She's the, uh, a figure skater in the UAE, a competitive figure skater, and she's changing the rules for athletes that want to um, figure skate in their hijabs. And it's not just about girls or women. It's about boys and men, too, because she's saying, guys, you know, there are systems that aren't necessarily working. So let's challenge them. Let's talk about them. Let's have discussions that end up with, you know, fruitful outcomes. And she does it with such grace. But part of the book, it's not just a book. You've also got like a technology aspect to it, the augmented reality. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes. So you can color the book in in print. You can color it online or your iPad, which is really great. And you can bring the stories to life using augmented reality. I I, I love thinking about creative ways to learn, to teach, to challenge, to to explore. Um, And I think there are many different ways we can do that through the arts, through technology, through education, through discussion, through nature. There's so many ways to learn. So what was really important for us in putting the book together is saying, well, let's see what ed tech can mean for this journey. And from a social, um, a socially conscious content perspective, which is really what we're doing with the book, we're saying let's take socially conscious content and pair that with the world's most advanced tech platforms to bring kids learning to a whole new level. So when you download the Girls Do Good app from the App Store, you can scan the pages and bring the tools to life that the girls used um, to bring their uh, entrepreneurial or their giving back journeys to life. So. Well, we designed the app, we built the app, we worked with a team in South Africa, and they're incredible. Um, They're just incredible partners for us. So everybody's just really passionate about it because they see the value in bridging the gap between cognitive and sensory learning and including technology in that journey. For us, it's not about tech has to be a part of everything. That's definitely not it. Coloring in can be as important 
um, to the learning experience as technology, but we didn't want to say, you know, we, there's a variety of ways to learn through Girls Do Good. There's also discussion questions at the end that are, you know, that, that encourage discussion about things that are actually quite tough, things that are actually, you know, the world's biggest issues. You know, if we think bigger, what can we really do with technology that is, isn't really being tapped into right now to engage kids? First of all, technology should always be thought of as a way to enhance an experience. We shouldn't just think, well, we should add technology or we should add VR or we should add robotics because, well, you know, it's the latest technology. The point is really to say, how is technology going to enhance this experience? So as long as we keep asking that question, we're going to find the right platform to build on. Whether it's socially conscious gamified learning, whether it's augmented reality, whether it's building a robot, whatever it is that enhances the experience is important to me. I love the idea of looking at virtual classrooms to help bridge uh, communications gaps between corners of the world, how to help teach empathy. Um, that's really, you know, my personal passion. And I think Girls Do Good is one way of getting in and really exploring where this whole movement can take us yeah. with um, the first steps of augmented reality. This week, we are celebrating the International Day of the Girl. Um, and your book is going to be launched in New York as well, which is very exciting. Um, on that day, everyone can download the app. Is that right? That's right. On the Absolutely. 11th? Absolutely. On the 11th of October? Yep. You can get the Girls Do Good app in the App Store or on the, in the Android Store as well. Mm -hmm. And um, interact with the book. Watch the stories come to life. It's amazing. That is Jos Dirks. She is the author behind Girls Do Good. And you were talking about, uh, Kira, how you fought with uh, Jos over the title. And <laughs> you were talking about the fact that, um, you know, what we mentioned at the beginning of that. Um, it's it, we don't want to think about good girls, that whole idea. Yeah, we struggled with the title in the beginning because we were very mindful to make sure that the title represented the message, the yeah. core message of the book. And we were a little nervous to have the words girls and good in the same sentence just because there is that constant narrative about girls having to be good. Uh, but in the, the first page of the book, we really talk about how we're trying to turn that idea on its head and and really change that narrative where it's no longer about girls having to be good. It's about them doing good and whatever that means for them. Is it important to say this is not a book just for girls? Not at all. Not this at all. This is for boys and girls. Yeah, it's for boys and girls. And we've been... It's not pink. No, no. <laughs> and the colors are amazing and the technology and everything like that has come together to really make it a book for any child anywhere. And uh, we're looking at translating it. It's being translated into Arabic right now. So we'll have an Arabic version out soon. And then we're looking to translate into other languages as well. We really just want to make this book as accessible as possible. And although we feature girls in the book, we're really committed to making sure that boys and girls also have access to it. Coming up next, I'm going to ask you, uh, Kira, who your favorite character in the book is. And I, I loved your answer. So uh, listen out for that. That's coming up next on Life Beats. But also we're going to be hearing from the one and only Zahra Lari. That's coming up next. You're listening to Pulse95. Keeping it local, all day, every day. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95.
We're talking the Girls Do Good book with Kira Jean. She is uh, the founder of the DreamWork Collective. Why did you decide to call it the DreamWork Collective, Kira? The DreamWork is about people doing their dream work in the world. So I think that so many people have a passion, especially when we're young, we always dream of doing something or being something. And so I just wanted to facilitate that process of people being able to do what they love and what their dream work is. And the collective part of it is what I really wanted to create was a community of people doing their dream work in the world so that we could support each other in that process because it's not always an easy journey. You get really lonely yeah. when you're trying to do this kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. As you know. Yes. Um, but I think that's a topic to explore in a lot more depth uh, with you. I, I hope to have you back again mm-hmm. uh, as we've been talking off air as well. Um, but we heard from Jos uh, Dirks, who is the author of the book, uh, Girls Do Good. It's not just for girls, by the way. Boys, if you have boys, go out and get it for them as well. Yeah. Um, there are some amazing stories in this book from all over the world. But I wanted to ask you, uh, Kira, what one of your favorites would be. It's such a tough question. Mm. I feel like I know all the girls personally. It's like and choosing a favorite child. I you know. Can't do you it. Ca- I can't do that. Yeah. But I think the one that I perhaps resonate the most with um, for different reasons is Ashley. Ashley is from Ireland and uh, she's a singer and musician, completely self-taught. She has autism and she's partially blind, so she cannot read or write music, but she listens to it and then can play it. And she's incredible. And I worked with autistic children uh, a while ago, about 10 years ago. And it's still something very close to my heart. I think they're incredible and uh, they have so much to give and we can learn so much from them that, you know, for Ashley, she's uh, very shy. She's not able to perform in public. So she does Facebook live streams. And I just think through the work that we're doing with Girls Do Good to be able to give this additional platform for her good and what she's doing in the world is really rewarding and super exciting. It really is. Uh, uh, we have to emphasize that all of the stories in this book are real. These are real girls, real women. Exactly. uh, And telling their stories. And one of them is the incredible Zahra Lari. And I spoke to her at the launch yesterday. I mean, it feels absolutely amazing. Um, When I first got contacted asking if I can be in this book, I was like, why are you asking? Of course it's a yes. I mean, the book is something that is something that I strongly, strongly believe in. And um, so for me to be part of it and try to inspire so many young girls is just my goal in life. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's um, I'm super excited. And if you saw the book already, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy and, and proud to be in it. You are, of course, the first um, competitive figure skater to yeah. be wearing a hijab and to, to be Emirati as well. Uh, that's an amazing achievement in and of itself. Tell me about the, the most difficult times that you faced in your quest to become what you yeah. wanted to be. Um, well, of course, there's so many different things. Um, the first thing was when I got the deductions to, because I was covered. That was the major thing. And in order to change that so that I don't get any more deductions or anyone else gets deductions, it was a long process. So you were actually, so you competed. Yes. You went into competition. Yes. You were wearing a hijab yes. for the first time and they deducted points from you. Yeah. And so <laughs> what, like, what, what happened and how did you deal with it? Um, yeah, so after the competition, it was a huge 
thing between the judges because Samia said yes, some said no. It was a huge thing. And I mean, to be honest, I don't blame them because it's the first time they've ever seen something like this and it wasn't in the rule book. So they didn't know how to judge it. So, I mean, for them, automatically, they just gave the deductions. But then afterwards, we had to meet up with people and they wanted to see it. But that took months and months because it, I mean, it's a long process. It's not a short, uh, short process. So, and afterwards, they voted eventually, like, that no one will be getting the deductions because mainly they were scared that I would get injured while I was skating. So once they saw that was fine, then now it's fine. No one can get any more deductions. Uh, just in any competition? Yes. And this is all because of you going out there and being the first. Yeah. Are there other struggles that you've faced where you've yeah. just gone, okay, I'm going to push through this? And yeah. I mean, before I started competing, um, my dad my dad is the one that took me to the rink, but then after I started getting really serious, he was saying, okay, it's getting serious, you're a girl, you're old, and it's not old, but I mean older. Um, and especially the times when I did start skating, it wasn't like it is now where all Emirati girls are allowed to do sports and stuff like that. Back then it wasn't. So he was so scared about what people would say. So um, he actually stopped me from competing. He uh, And I listened to him because he was my dad. And then we had a small competition in Dubai that my friends competed at and I came just to watch and he saw that I was really upset and then I think then it just clicked in his head like what am I doing like there's nothing wrong with my daughter competing in a sport it's a sport it's making her life she's making her healthy so um, after that he's he's extremely supportive I mean my parents opened up the first official skating club in the UAE and my mom is in the federation and I'm also now a board member of the ice sport federation and we're skating club so I mean it became from struggle to a whole family affair. So, I mean, that's what I always say. I mean, continuously, I'm going to face a lot more struggles and I am facing more a lot of struggles, but that's part of life. And for, I always say for every problem, there's a solution. So at the moment, the best thing is not to freak out, is to just find a solution to that problem. I love that. Don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, just don't Find a solution. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're so clear about it. It's great. <laughs> but it's just like, what is it like now when you see young girls who want to become ice yeah. skaters, who want to become figure skaters, and, and now it's an easier road for them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to see where we are today. And when I started, I was just me, no one else. And now we have a national team. We have skaters that are competing internationally. We have a skater, Amira Mubarak, and she's also covered now, and she is going to be competing internationally. And she, she competed last year as well. And we also have the first male figure skater. So, I mean, all of these, it's, it's just incredible to see how much the sport has grown. And um, I mean, to be honest, it's it's something that is. Sometimes I feel like it's a dream. It's not real. Um, I have to pinch myself to make sure it's not a dream. It's actually happening. But the struggles are still there. There's a lot, a long road ahead of us. Um, what are you still hoping to change? I mean, awareness about a sport is still in UAE. I mean, it's still a fairly new sport. We need to raise awareness about that. Fundings as well for the national team. That is a huge thing as well. So I mean, these are things that are play a huge impact in the sport but at the same time it will take time it's a new sport and it's not overnight we'll get the funding and people will know what it is it takes time so it's it's okay it is going there what's um, next for you well right now is going to my next competition which is in 10 days it's going to be in budapest hungary so i'm excited it's the first competition of the season so i'm excited they have a whole new judging system now so i'm excited to see about all of that changes and um, yeah, and then just keep training, going, just taking it competition at a time. 
and then Olympics. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. The Winter Olympics 2022. Well, it's, it's scary, it's a scary path, but that's why I said I have to focus one competition at a time because if I keep focusing on the Olympics, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> but of course, you know what they say, yeah. if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. True. I think I just chose the biggest one, it's like straight to the Olympics. If anyone can do it, yeah. Zahra Lari, it's you. So yeah, we're so excited. We're gonna be following your story, that's for sure. Yeah, thank you so much. Pulse 95. Kira Jean from the DreamWork Collective is here in the studio because we're excited for the launch of the new book, Girls Do Good. We just heard from Zara Lari. An incredible story, really, isn't it, uh, Kira? Absolutely. We're so honoured to have her featured in the book. Because the thing about Zahra is this, like having met her yesterday for the first time, she has been through so much, but she does it with such grace and elegance that very few people do. Absolutely. She's a really special person and we were so lucky to come across her story. And then, you know, when we invited her to be part of it, she was on board straight away. And she's just such a a perfect role model uh, for young girls and boys who want to do something that perhaps is a little different to what their friends are doing or people that they know. Uh, But she's very inspiring. Somebody here who um, you were saying off air almost doesn't know how powerful they are. Yes, exactly. She's so humble and so kind and so giving that she, but she does, she has this power inside of her that is just uh, very impactful. Yeah. We're looking at the launch of this book. It's going to be in uh, bookstores starting the 11th of October. Yes, that's right. On the International Day of the Girl. But like we said, it's for everybody. Um, But so what's the the age group that you were aiming for here? So it's quite challenging. We get asked that a lot. I mean, for 8 to 12-year-olds, they'll really be able to interact with the book uh, beautifully. But children as young as four are loving the book even younger than that because there's so many different elements to it obviously there's the ed tech elements so the technology and then there's coloring and then there's the reading the stories um, there's quick tips like how how kids can go out there and implement their own ideas so there's so many different uh, elements to the book that it really almost is for everyone it's, it really is for yeah. everyone boys and girls yes um you know i was saying to you off air that i started reading to my daughters for pretty much since they were born Yes. Um, because I just feel like, you know, it starts early and you get them in love with books, then they they t- carry that forward. It's amazing. You know, even if they can't read the book themselves, um, when their parents read it to them. And it's something for the parents as well. You know, as somebody who has had, you know, many nights of a reading to my child and sometimes the same story 20 times over. <laughs> um, these are wonderful stories to read uh, as parents, you know, to read to your younger kids who can't read yet or whatever it is. But um, get out there, get the book. There's the app as well that you can download. Exactly. Um, and the book is available. Now you can get it on pre-order. So you can pre-order the book at girlsdogood.co. Mm. So it's available there. You can head there straight away and and get access to it. What's next for the Dream Collective, DreamWorks Collective? Well, we are taking Girls Do Good to New York uh, next week. This week, actually, we leave. Oh, my goodness. It's already happening. Uh, We're going there. We're launching the book there. And so, you know, my vision has always been to take the amazing talent and stories we have here out 
And so this is uh, us, you know, we're moving into the US market, which is, you know, a lot of people said that that wasn't possible for a small independent publisher. (laughs) (laughs) Women led and from the Middle East, they said, there's no way you're going to be able to break into that market. Um, Which inspired me to do it even more, to be honest. And so I'm really excited to to be able to to have that happening just this week. Why do you think that there's been such huge reception for this? I just think it's really honest. One of the things that I'm really committed to at the DreamWork Collective is telling other people's stories. I think with social media and in this day and age, um, there's a lot of focus on the self. And so we're, we're all out there promoting ourselves and what we're doing. And I think if we step back and actually help another person or help their story get out there or promote them, that it's received very well. Yeah. Yeah. We're just so excited for it. Thank and, you. And, uh, you know, more from DreamWorks, uh, DreamWork Collective, there are going to be more titles that you're going to be looking to publish as well. Absolutely. I mean, for 2019, we're pretty much booked already. Um, so we have many projects in the works and uh, it's so exciting. We're expanding, obviously, internationally, but also here as well, just expanding our team so that we can reach more people and take on more clients and have more authors get their work out into the world. Are you looking for more stories to tell? Absolutely. That have not been told <laughs> my, mani- my managing editor might say no. We, <laughs> we have to stop at some point. Kira needs to sleep. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a hard time saying no. I'm Yeah, I think my, my purpose is to be a storyteller and to facilitate that process for others. Well, we love it. Thank you so much, Thank Kira you. Jean, for joining us here in the studio on Life Beats. On the very first show, it's been brilliant. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. But I'm sure we're going to see you back in again. There's plenty more. We only just scratched the surface. That's it for us today on Life Beats. We're going to be back again tomorrow. We're going to be talking breast cancer tomorrow, and interestingly, we're going to be hearing some inspiring stories uh, of those who have survived it. uh, Talking to a doctor, and you can send in your questions for him. But we're also going to be talking to a male breast cancer survivor. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to listen to his story. That's all coming up on Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, on Pulse 95.